Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ame, and along with me today, I have the Chainsmokers, <laughs> special guests on uh, "Are You Bored Yet?" A podcast about a lot of things. Um, some would argue too many things. So let me introduce the Chainsmokers. Um, we have Akshansh and Nandita, who is our special guest for the day. So take it away, Akshansh. Yo yo yo! Uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, this is your boy Akshansh in the house, uh, suffering from COVID. Hence the chain smoker reference. My voice is gonna sound pretty pretty off. Um, hopefully not too off, because I don't want to be recording this episode again. Even though I love the topic we're about to discuss, and uh, today we are joined by the person who actually named this podcast. Um, so you could call her i guess a founder of the podcast i don't know how podcast uh, hierarchies work official podcast namer i'll take that one yeah yeah if that's a linkedin thing um but yeah we are joined by uh, the one and only uh, you can say your name now <laughs> oh it's me hi all to all my listeners out there i know y'all have been waiting for this moment Glad to finally give the fans what they want. Okay, yeah, her name is Nandita. Uh, <laughs> her last name is Jacob, um, and yeah, that's that's all for now. <laughs> excited to be here. Excited, especially for this episode. Oh yeah. Oh, and uh, what are we supposed to talk about today, Akshansh and Nandita? We're going to talk about Nandita's and probably everyone's favorite movie of the summer, potentially the year, potentially the last decade, just by the sheer amount of excitement that this movie has generated, and and just the emotions that you went through in the in the theater when you were watching it. We're going to talk about Top Gun Maverick. Cue music. Highway to <laughs> the danger zone. Uh, yeah we'll we'll use that somehow in the episode i think yeah yeah no we will exactly specifically use that recording of nandita singing the <laughs> first few words yeah anyway uh, um yeah uh, top gun maverick so many so many emotions so many waits for this movie because apparently it was shot like a while back right mm-hmm. A long while back, and it it suffered a lot of delays because of uh, post production um, nonsense, like just the fact that they couldn't get shit done because of COVID, you know, stupid pandemic, world circumstances. Let's call it world <laughs> circumstances. I'm not gonna. I don't want to give it more power by saying its name. <laughs> it's like yeah. a Voldemort situation again. The, the disease <laughs> that shall not be named. Yeah. The thing that shall not be. Named. Yeah. The uh, phenomenon. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and and we finally have it. It's potentially one of the best movies I've seen so far this year, at least. Mm-hmm. And there, there's so many things to talk about, right? From the sheer amount of abs in the movie. Oof! Uh, How many? Uh, I mean, I didn't count Nandita. At least three, right? I mean, I think <laughs> yeah, I was just dazzled <laughs> at one point yeah. with the abs on screen, yeah. men and women. Yeah, the women. Mm-hmm. Well, one woman. There was just one woman. Yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah. Her abs too. Yeah. Her abs enough. too. Yeah. Ab equality in this house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And then I think uh, the social media folks at at the Top Gun thing really know <laughs> that this is the selling one of the selling points of the of the movie because they keep posting pictures and videos from it on TikTok, on Twitter, and on other social media forums. TikTok knows me. There's one shot in the movie mm. where one of the characters is 
shirtless and doing a little move with his shoulders and tiktok has found that clip knows what the audience want and has played it on loop and i was like thank you tiktok you you have satisfied my needs yeah, like you yeah. have met your target audience today speaking of speaking of that character a little bit and and this is going to be a very chaotic episode from what i can already feel so let's just maybe you know embrace that and and address the fact that Ame has a mustache that looks exactly like That's literally the first thing I said when I saw him I was like is that yeah. a rooster vibes we're getting Yeah yeah Ame are you inspired are you going to do a little shimmy on the beach with your shirt off mm. Maybe I will maybe I will when I see you guys next <laughs> We'll have to record that and yeah. loop it and put it on TikTok Yeah, yeah for sure mm-hmm. Um okay maybe bringing this a bit back to track let's maybe start with the actors involved the story um i mean do you want to take this up do you want to talk about what kind of um what what did you feel about, first thoughts about the movie the actors um the storytelling so on and so forth so um first off i'm just going to preface this by saying i watched the first movie a long long time ago and mm-hmm. i actually made it a point not to watch it again before i watched maverick Uh-huh. So I wanted to see uh, how people who are just coming to the franchise and you who just say wander into the theater seeing that okay this movie looks good uh-huh. how they feel about it and I feel like you don't really need to have too much prior knowledge from the first movie at all to be able to enjoy this um all you need to know is uh, Tom Cruise's character used to be this hotshot guy yeah and uh, in this movie we find that he hasn't really progressed much in terms of say going up the ranks or whatever in yeah. terms of uh the navy and it's it's interesting how he's still seen as kind of uh the top person to do these kind of missions so they have this school for pilots called top gun which is the top 1% of uh, pilots in the world apparently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they need to do this special mission which is basically the death star run from star wars if anyone gets that reference hey, uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> good uh, good to know you get it exchange yeah um so basically it's supposed to be this impossible mission to destroy an uh, enemy new, uh, uranium enrichment facility and mm-hmm. the movie basically follows uh, how this guy goes about training uh, this group of young cadets So not cadets as such but they're supposed to be some of the best uh, pilots in the world. Uh, the movie says they're the top 1%. Mm-hmm. And uh they need to do this difficult mission. Um so right off the bat I li- I like to say that it's a surprisingly upbeat movie. Mm-hmm. Um just going to compare it to say all the other big movies in the recent past which mostly have been marvel movies some of the movies with the biggest openings and so far top gun is maverick is going toe to toe with most of them in terms of opening numbers yeah um i was actually at the movie with a friend who was there to see it for the third time and it hasn't <laughs> even been out for like more than 2 weeks yeah so that should give you some indication of how much people are enjoying this movie mm-hmm. i actually saw it in imax and there's a lot of things to talk about in terms of how the movie was shot which i'm sure we'll get to at some point over the yeah. course of this recording yeah so what about you akshant what are your thoughts 
feelings uh, and I, uh, emotions about yeah, this Yeah, I, I was, I was uh, informed of... I mean, I knew about the Top Gun universe. I had never watched the movie. So Nandita here convinced me to watch the original before the, before the sequel came out, right? So mm-hmm. I had some sort of emotional, I guess, connect to the movie. Um, and, and I rewatched it, I think, three weeks or four weeks ago. Uh, at least two weeks before the release of Maverick. And it's 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 interesting because you did not go seeking any sort of background on it or like you had watched it a long time back and you didn't want to rehash it you just wanted to watch Maverick as, as a standalone movie for me it was a very different experience because I had just watched Top Gun for the first time mm-hmm. and now that I had rehashed it and um, I think the emotional quotient of like Rooster who is uh, Goose's son you know Mm-hmm. Um, being under the tutelage of Tom Cruise's character, uh, Maverick, um, it, it, it was a lot. Um, the action sequences are breathtaking. Uh, I think one of the conditions that Tom Cruise put forth was that if you do this in, in a CGI way, I'm out. Like, mm-hmm. we need to actually train folks and, and, and um, have a very realistic feel to 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 what we are doing so that the audiences can experience it. In fact, I read in some interview somewhere, I don't know how how verified this is, but it, it wouldn't really strike me as surprising. Apparently, Tom Cruise watches uh, pretty much all the movies that are re- released in theaters in theaters. Oh, yeah, I heard about that too. I heard he puts on a disguise and goes in yeah. to watch it. And I also heard... So this is uh, obviously going to have a lot of uh, Marvius segues because it is... <laughs> Flavor of the month. Yeah. Uh, so apparently someone asked him if he went in some RBS and he was like, no, I don't think I've had the chance to see that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for him. Uh, maybe maybe he caught it during the re-release um, uh, where, where it earned 85 bucks per theater. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Nandita is giving me a look which says, what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I, I, I watched the movie without paying for it. So I'm sure everyone should do that just for the memes, but do not give that movie any more money (laughs) we might just end up with a sequel oh no (laughs) yeah uh okay coming back to tom cruise and him watching every movie it it does make sense because he does such great market research that he knows what audiences want in a theater Mm -hmm. um and the movie was able to deliver on all counts on action emotion storytelling um as we as we said abs um you know crunchy dialogues um and then romance romance yeah mm-hmm. there was romance in which is insane like i did not expect this movie to have any element of romance especially after the last one because i didn't see the actress from the last one in this movie uh although it is funny because they do reference the the person in this movie in the original one apparently they call her penny in the first uh i mean her name is penny and they do uh name call her in the first movie and she's referred to as an admiral's daughter Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how uh, we get um, Tom Cruise's love interest in this movie. Played by uh, Jennifer Connelly, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Nanda, how did you feel about the movie? Like, you've watched it a long time back. I think you have, I guess, you and Ame have the most history, uh, bit, or like rather the most time difference between the original and this one. I love Top Gun. Um, and I think a part of the reason I love it so much is because I heard a lot about my mom telling me the, about the first time she watched it. She was young. Uh, she went to the theater. It was a really big deal. Top Gun had just come out. Um, and I feel like she talked about it. And that's how I was kind of 
okay, you know, I'm going to watch it and give it a try. Um, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh my God. And if you think about it, um, Top Gun 1 is a is quite different from Top Gun 2 in the mm-hmm. sense that in Top Gun 1, I feel like the romance is really a big part of the movie and like more central to the storyline than Top Gun 2. I feel like Top Gun 2 is balanced in all aspects. It gives everyone a taste of what they want. Top Gun 1 was kind of like, the hot romantic scenes and the sweet tender scenes and then the really action piloty scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I knew Top Gun 2 was coming out a really long time ago because I am crazy for Top Gun. So as soon as it came out, I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited for this. Um, and I was reading somewhere that Tom Cruise actually has been, you know, this has been in the works for a really long time with any like great iconic movie from, from that time, Flashdance, mm-hmm. Footloose, Top Gun. Um, you can't really come back to it with a, like without having a good story for your sequel. And apparently he said that this was the, this is what they had been waiting for. Like this is the story they felt like was perfect and good enough to bring the Top Gun franchise back in. And when I was watching the trailer for Top Gun 2, Top Gun Maverick, um, you can see like people in the comments being like, oh, I saw this movie when I was younger and it inspired me to go fly planes. And now I'm working as so-and-so in the, the, um, they're all naval aviators. So Mm -hmm. in the Navy, um, I went into the Air Force. And I think like, what Top Gun 1 did was like kind of inspire like a generation to be a little more um, interested in flying and aviation. And I think, or I hope that that's what this movie will also do. Like it's, they're very inspiring movies. It's a feel good inspirational movie, which is why I think people are responding to it and Mm -hmm. flocking to it. Yeah. Yeah. To add to that a little bit, I feel like this is one of the most wholesome and, I don't know. I, I didn't find it predictable, even though I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, so that's yeah. a that's a very, very fine line to walk. And I appreciated it for that. There was no, I don't know, no cheeky wink, no, no attempt to pull the rug from under you. Like a lot yeah. of recent movies I've done with frankly unnecessary twists. Yeah. So it's just a good, solid action movie with great character work. And uh, to add to something that Nandita said that uh, this is a very different movie from the first one. Uh, my only complaint with Maverick was that it was less gay than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. uh, I don't know how many of our listeners have played Cards Against Humanity, but there's a very specific card in that. It's an answer card. It goes uh, a homo, a very homoerotic uh, volleyball montage, and that's clearly <laughs> a reference to Top Gun. And uh, yeah, there's a not so homoerotic football montage in this one. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like it's it's just such a well done movie. It hits all the right beats, and especially with the difference in years between the two movies, I think it was something like thirty six years between the two movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not really calling this a sequel. It's being called a legacy sequel. So it carries forward the legacy of the original yeah. movie. Yeah. Hits a lot of the same beats, but just takes it a step forward and kind of reimagines it for the current day and age and. I think that was a lot of the reason why people are just sort of connecting to this movie in the way they are. True. Uh, I mean, I don't think anything can beat um, Van Kilmer biting the air and right in front of Tom Cruise, right? In that very, mm-hmm. uh, 
I would say, close scene between the two of them um, from the original. Uh, but it was very tender to see the two of them still, you know, embracing each other and being supportive of each other, uh, each other's careers, especially mm-hmm. Van Kilmer's Iceman, who makes a comeback in this, uh, in this, uh, in this, uh, well, a legacy sequel, uh, as, as mm-hmm. we say. Um, in fact, he he did, and it was it was not only tender because he made a comeback, because he also suffered from uh, throat cancer in real life. And uh, I think Ame wants to pitch in with with this, and and I'm guessing this is about how they re- used his voice and and how they used it for the movie, right? Hundred percent, you got that yeah. right, Akshansh. Yeah. And I thought it was super super tastefully done to bring back a character and uh, who has faced like real world uh, circumstances and yeah. to kind of uh, use that, give that uh, characteristic to the character while mm-hmm. also not making it look cheap or forced in any yeah. way was, I think, a really, really nice move. And something else I found very interesting was these guys were uh, like rivals first and second in their yeah. class at the time. And over the years, they've just sort of developed this very close friendship where they respect each other and they like each other. And it's uh, it's it's very interesting to see that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, especially like the fact when at the end he asks him who is the better pilot, and he's like, "Let's not, let's not ruin a good moment." <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, nothing else to add there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but and that and and also the fact that the, the that relationship is mimicked in the movie by uh, the newcomers, right, by Rooster and by Hangman, uh, gla- uh, played by uh, I, I think his name is Glenn Powell, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, yeah, and and. I he looks like actually, a GI Joe, by the way. Yeah, exactly. He does. Like he's so buff, and 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 he just he looks like the he looks like the perfect soldier specimen. <laughs> Fun fact: Glenn Powell actually, I don't know how many of y'all have seen Hidden Figures, but he's hmm. the main astronaut in Hidden Figures. He's the guy they're trying to send up to space. Oh yeah, I he's think the I, leader in that mission. So yeah. I feel like he's <laughs> he's been in flights before in the movies oh i see yeah this is this is not new to him yeah <laughs> so you think this is, he's being typecast already <laughs> uh speaking of that speaking of uh, new folks flying apparently tom cruise uh, personally designed uh, uh an aviation uh program for the newcomers yeah. and then they and he gave them training and so, and even the crop duster looking plane that he had right outside of that hangar Mm-hmm. Um, which he actually takes Penny on in the in the final uh, towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That's his own. Like he can actually fly that. Like he has. Yeah, my friend. Fly. Yeah, yeah, my friend actually said uh, that that for that scene, Tom Cruise just took his co uh, co worker for a flight, and they just kept filming, and it turned out okay, so they left it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I think if there's a video on YouTube that you can mm-hmm. go look at, um, but it like talks about all the actors preparing for the movie mm-hmm. and how they start. First, they start off in like a normal crop duster type plane, and then they upgrade and they upgrade and they upgrade because mm-hmm. like the experiences that you get in each plane are really different. So yeah. first, they needed to be comfortable being in the air, and then once they were comfortable being in the air, it's like incorporating all the things you need to do, adjusting your your light camera mics because i i don't know if a lot of people even i think yeah a lot of people don't realize that all of this is being 
it's happening. They are in the air and you are getting live shots of them actually in aeroplanes and they're doing all their own camera angles and adjustments. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was really cool how dedicated, like it was a very well structured, thought out, prepared for a movie and it reflected in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that the fact that they did it themselves, the fact that they, uh, you know, understood that the level of authenticity was was needed for the movie. Right. Uh, It actually ended up playing really well. I mean, I don't know what the reception would have been if it was purely CGI, but I would. I can tell you, I can tell you it would not have been the same because exactly. Yeah. The way uh, I think uh, they've started looking at these movies is so this perfectly segues into what I wanted to talk about, which was Mm -hmm. the practical effects. Mm -hmm. And people have just gotten so used to green screens and CGI everywhere, just because it's safer and cost efficient and whatever. But uh, lately, I don't know, I feel like all the visuals just look very Mm samey. All the Marvel movies, everything just looks the same kind of washed out gray brown kind of thing. And the environments just don't look good. Yeah. And this was just fantastic to watch all the, all the stunts, all the flying scenes done, uh, all the dogfight scenes, especially yeah. and practically. And I heard that they had to like fit out uh, the F-18s, I want to say, with the IMAX cameras. Uh-huh. So they made their own rigs for the camera. So that was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, like Nandita mentioned, they all had to go through like rigorous training. I remember Miles Teller saying at some point that what uh, Tom Cruise and these guys do for fun is probably like work for us, just <laughs> by the level of intensity and yeah. uh, authenticity that they choose to go for. Yeah, uh, apparently three out of six pilots, he said that uh, they are ra- rather actors. I say pilots because that's how authentic it feels. But three out of six actors slash pilots, they were they were throwing up like after after sequences because they were just like the amount of g-force exerted on their bodies was just too much this this wasn't an everyday thing for them now they were probably in the best shape of their lives but it's still a lot for someone who's not experienced and they still decided to pursue it which is which is a testament to how great the movie is um there is also a very interesting (laughs) theory that that i was going through i think this spawned from reddit although i couldn't be sure of the source but apparently towards the start of the movie where uh, uh, Tom Cruise is, you know, trying to save this program from venturing into unmanned uh, aerial drones or aerial uh, space uh, crafts. Uh, he, he, he says that, you know, let's try to maybe pull one over the Admiral or whatever, and we'll try to achieve the goal, which is Mach 10. He goes till he achieves Mach 8, he goes to Mach 9, he goes to Mach 10. And then just because he's Maverick, he pushes beyond, mm-hmm. which is not even under the under the pro- program's uh, objectives, right? Mm-hmm. But he just wants to show that this is possible and he could do it. Now he does a he does ex- the plane does explode. He is lucky to survive, but this theory suggests that this is essentially a death wish for Maverick, and it's like this dream sequence that he is imagining himself uh, to be in, and then he imagines the whole thing about how you know. Rooster uh, uh, is singing the same song in the bar as his dad used to. Uh, goodness, gra- goodness uh, gracious, great balls of fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he imagines that re- reconciliation towards the end, which seems slightly improbable the way like Rooster comes back for him. Then him and Rooster team up. And then Hangman comes and rescues them, just like uh, 
Tom Cruise's character did and and save mm-hmm. Van Kilmer in the original movie it is a bit like um <laughs> uh, it, it is one of those uh, theories that makes you think i don't think that was the point behind the movie though but i do imagine that the first sequence just the first sequence of the movie before everything mm-hmm. is scrapped right um before he's called in to lead the pilots at the top gun academy again i feel like that that does seem like a fever dream sort of sequence like he him just going hypersonic and 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 not giving a fuck just because he does not care anymore i mean but that's the whole that's my maverick's whole thing right yeah. think no what is it do don't think do don't think cuz if yeah. you think you'll be dead yeah yeah Oh man, speaking of that like every time Rooster said talk to me dad, man I felt it. Like that was so emotional like and every time every time Tom Cruise said talk to me goose also was like dude, it was shivers. Shiver. I I do have shivers right now. Now I don't know if that's because of covid or or the dialogues but <laughs> I'm guessing it's because of Maverick. Yeah. I also think the movie had the right amount of like throwbacks. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it referenced the old yeah. movie like like the original was volleyball they did football mm-hmm. in this movie um they had a scene at the bar playing at the piano in the old movie they had one in this movie mm-hmm. like it throwed back to the original enough that people who watched the original was like oh this feels good yeah. but also like kept it enough that if you were watching the movie for the first time you want like what the hell is happening yeah yeah you know? as i may said like he didn't uh, he didn't try to like rewatch the original before he watched the new one he just wanted to go in and watch this as a standalone movie and it turned out just fine right yep yeah i feel like uh, it brought back memories of the first one honestly mm-hmm. with uh, uh not changing things too much but still like kind of taking them forward which mm-hmm. is what nanita was saying mm-hmm. and uh, i felt like that works very well in service of uh, the theme they were trying to go for the vibe they were trying to go for for this yeah. movie yeah mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned we we keep going back to that uh, beach uh, football scene, right? Can you blame me? <laughs> no, no, no. We shouldn't be blaming anyone for going back to it. But it's interesting. We go back to it because you know they actually reshot that sequence. Tom Cruise was not impressed the first time they shot it because he's like, I don't see like I don't know maybe a level of uh, you know closeness or as Amir has pointed out a, a certain level of homoeroticism <laughs> from mm-hmm. that sequence. Anywho, one of the, there was a reason uh, why which uh, because of which they they the reshoot of that particular sequence. So once they shot it, uh, everyone did not know that it would actually be reshot. So they just went out and like they had like really heavy you know bloaty food, and uh, then the next thing they know is Tom Cruise telling all of them, "Hey, uh, we are going to do a reshoot." So everyone had to go back to the gym, <laughs> make sure they were in proper shape again, and then come back to do 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 the reshoot, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. But well, it worked out for everyone, them and the audiences for sure. Because uh, I did hear a couple of gasps in the theater uh, when when that uh, particular sequence started, um, and uh, it wasn't. I mean, I get the point. Yeah, it was quite uh, nice to view. <laughs> I know it wasn't uh, as um, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, as close or as as gay as we would have wanted it to be from the mm-hmm. original movie, but at least it was fun. And I don't know how did you how did that make you feel? Did you get any butterflies in your stomach? I mean, it it felt like a fun team building exercise kind of scene, uh-huh. which it was intended to be. So yeah. 
I guess uh, they accomplished the mission, and it's fine that the uh, that uh, Maverick wasn't as cheesy or homoerotic as the first one. Mm-hmm. I think that was mostly by design. Mm-hmm. So uh, objectively, I I feel at least that uh, Top Gun Maverick, or as I like to call it, the Thomas Cruise affair, is <laughs> a, objectively a better movie than the first one. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel it flows much better than the first one. And thanks for bringing this up. Like this is something I want to discuss as well. I feel like the first movie, as Nanta mentioned, was switching a lot between romance and action, and and doing so quite. Uh, jarringly exactly in a very jarring fashion it wasn't smooth but here the, tra- the the story flew so well especially the part where everyone thinks oh you know what maverick has done he's uh um uh, i think john ham's character is like you know what All i'm sorry done- but flew so well <laughs> yeah yeah i know uh but yeah, let's 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 come back to the point where where John Hamm was like, uh, you know, all you've done is shown these guys that this cannot be done, right? Like that that this mission is is a suicide mission that it cannot be done, and he's like, you know what, fuck you, and and he at this point he's out, he's out, like he's not allowed to teach them anymore. He still hijacks the plane, which for the second time, for the second time, <laughs> <laughs> and then he he's like, you know what, I'm going to show you how how it's done, and he does it in like 45 seconds less than the intended time. I think he does his, it does does the whole shit in like two minutes, fifteen seconds or something, right? Yeah, yeah, which is insane, and the way it's shot, it's like so it's it's like if Ted Lasso had an uh, had had a brother who was really like buff and like had a great physique and in, was, the, in the navy in the navy and it was really <laughs> and really good. short. And really short, right? Uh, I'm surprised, by the way, that he allowed Miles Teller to be like taller than him in so- certain sequences because we know how Tom Cruise feels about that. No, uh, but I feel like he's moved past that at this point, and uh, I think I they so. showed they showed that he's short in the first movie as well. So I think that kind of makes sense just yeah. to take that kind of continuity uh, decision. Yeah. Sure, sure. And then uh, from an English teacher point of view, right? Just to find meaning where there is no meaning. I maybe thought it was interesting that Miles Teller hovered over him in most shots because it sort of showed that he was in the wrong and he was sort of looking down at Maverick and like, you know, not really respecting his authority or not really cool with what he had to say because he was like, you know what, my my dad listened to you. And guess where he is right now? Like, he's dead. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to listen to you anymore. Like, fuck you. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I pick up on stuff. I don't know why you're so surprised. <laughs> Okay, anyway. Yeah, so Miles Teller's character. Let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about him, Akshansh. Well, um, what is there to say that already hasn't been said? The mustache, the the abs, the the shimmy at the beach, the the slightly uh, unnecessary, um, I guess, but also needed... Uh, romantic angle that he had with phoenix right i i, I, didn't I don't think... think there was any romantic angle really no i didn't see it uh, what about you nandita did you feel i so... felt like there was like a just 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 like a spidge a smidge of it like Something... it could happen but it could also be like hey we're yeah this, they're just we're all in this it's... together yeah yeah i don't know i wasn't too clear about that um i thought they were maybe pushing for a romantic angle but i was like hmm, i don't see it at this point if you are um I think one word that describes the package that is rooster is yum. <laughs> yum, yeah. <laughs> I would do without the mustache, but somehow, somehow he managed to f- 
pull it off and i was like you know what good for you bro good for you i hope i hope that's what people say about me as well akshay you're pulling it off we call you rooster at the start of this recording it wasn't it was a very high compliment <laughs> i actually saw a tiktok oh my god i'm watching too many top gun tiktoks <laughs> of this man of um well i saw two that are funny so one is like um why do it's uh it's a couple of the movie theater and it's like why i went to watch the movie and it's the wife and it's like montage of the football scene yeah. and then it's the husband why i went to watch the movie like all the fighter pilot scenes yeah. and i was like that's pretty accurate and then there's another one where a husband's like my wife just went to watch like top gun maverick and then they're like like shot to rooster's picture and then him going to shave <laughs> coming out mm-hmm. with the rooster mm-hmm. rooster stash and I was like hmm that's uh is this going to be a thing now like is this movie going to bring on like a whole new generation of stash and aviators like is that the new style for the summer we're going to see I feel like I feel like it started with a lasso and it's going to continue on with <laughs> the rooster hmm. and then Amay is going to carry the torch even forward <laughs> and then maybe be the third person to like take this global <laughs> yeah. But you know when when you're thinking of Top Gun and I don't know um how y'all feel about this but I'm really into 80s music. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it's like my favorite time period for music uh and I loved the soundtrack for the original movie and I feel like um music like what does it call it like brings out an inherent memory in you so mm-hmm. you know in top gun there's that ne 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 like every time that played i literally like oh my god i have all the feels and they opened with danger zone if yeah. they played take my breath away i would have probably been crying in that movie theater uh, i think they uh, had a new lady gaga song which i haven't heard too much but mm-hmm. from what i heard it was pretty good but like what a big part of what made top gun one iconic was the music What do you guys think about Top Gun 2? Like what how do you feel about the, the music? music? Yeah. I I'll let Amay take this up first. Okay, so personally I am a big fan of like 80s and 70s classic rock and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, thank you Nandita. <laughs> in, in, in case since people ca- can't see this obviously and it's a podcast which is audio, Nandita just did like a, I don't know, it's we call it a pack. Uh, what is it? Shaka, I think it's called the Shaka. I call it the Bangalore gang sign. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comment oh, me, well, comment me well. in the comments. <laughs> I'm ready for your hate. <laughs> But continue, yeah. my sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so being a fan of uh, this kind of uh, classic rock, mm-hmm. I was immediately recognizing each of these songs, and it was yeah. just they were used really, really well. Mm-hmm. especially the moment that comes to mind is when uh the uh the first training exercise basically that he's leading yeah. and yeah. Uh, won't get fooled again by the who starts playing yeah and the way the beat drops and it's just tom cruise showing up and yeah. that was like damn this is going to be a fun movie yeah. that was that was where it like uh, the realization hit me and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. excellent use of music in general. Uh big fan of all the songs they used and I could recognize them. So they were in that zone where it was like classic and recognizable but this hasn't been used in a while kind of way. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They weren't rehashing other stuff. I, I, and I agree uh for me I I don't think 
uh, as you said, right? Like the wife watched it for the beach football. Uh, the husband watched it for, I guess, the. I watched fighter. it for the beach football too. I would say I have watched both one and two just just because the sheer like magnetism that Tom Cruise brings to the <laughs> to the screen like it's just the way he that character is so iconic and and just at the start of the movie uh, when he is like you know what nothing has changed he's still disobeying orders from <laughs> from higher ups and he's still gonna show them that they are wrong that for me was was really good and the reason i talk about this is music for me wasn't i i wouldn't say it's 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 not it's it's a deal breaker it's not a great like it, it's not a big deal it is a big deal in the movie but uh, it, w- it even if they like you know started using contemporary music and did not do a throwback to the 70s or 80s as long as they did it tastefully i would have been fine i wasn't too attached to the music of the of the original yes i did like the fact that they played danger zone again <laughs> uh that was a good good reference and honestly like it's one that they should have done anyway um i i heard the lady gaga song it's quite um loud as as on <laughs> lady gaga songs um okay and, and no offense to lady gaga i love lady gaga it's just that uh, it's yeah not my wife maybe but uh, yeah i I like the way that they referenced old songs in in the new one and I like the way that they did not they did enough fan service but they did not they didn't blow. make it into a Marvel movie basically exactly yeah they did not do it to the point where that's all they were doing with the movie mm-hmm. anyway speaking a little bit about Lady Gaga's song for this mm-hmm. there's a hilarious tweet uh, doing the rounds by uh, this person whose account is called Meech mm-hmm. at uh, medium size Meech Okay. and the text reads uh, this is a photo of one of italy's first female fighter pilots taken in 1903 and while her identity is unknown her story will live on forever and it's just a picture of lady gaga from what i want to say is one of the promo shots for yeah. her song for the movie yeah. sitting yeah. next to the wheel of a fighter plane or just any other plane i don't know which plane it is yeah. and <laughs> it's just hilarious i have retweeted this on our podcast twitter just nice. because i found it <laughs> i mean it, it sounds like a fun one she she is a bit uh, over the top and i do appreciate lady gaga she has a great voice i i didn't find her um song to be as iconic i felt as as uh, kenny logans uh, that's that's his name right kenny logans yep. yep yeah as his original for for the uh, for the original movie shout for- out to archer for making danger zone popular again <laughs> Well, I think hold my hand was supposed to be a more of an allure to take my breath away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, That makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wrapping up, I guess. Yeah. Uh, final word, Ekshansh. Well, I don't generally um see movies that have 97% as a critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes after some 400ish reviews or to be very precise 379 reviews as of now and 99% audience score after 25k plus reviews um so this movie is not just critically acclaimed it has been loved by audiences everywhere and honestly i haven't found a single fault with the movie like a single I... thing fault I have one complaint with the movie Akshansh. Yeah, yeah. You probably know about yep, it already. Yep, yep. My only only complaint is that this movie was not as gay as the first movie yeah. and especially now that it's Pride month I find that a little offensive. 
Yeah, but, yeah uh, that's true. Other than that, uh, no complaints. Very wholesome movie. Mm-hmm. Very, very uh, good vibes only kind of movie. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend it, even if you're not into action movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's a good take on it. Um, yeah, I also wish that Glenn and Miles had some more close-ups together. I guess while they were both shirtless and 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 in their towels, like like uh, Van Van Kilmer and Tom Cruise were in the original. <laughs> Maybe Nanta, how do you feel about that aspect amongst other aspects of the movie? Like, what would you tell? uh the i guess four odd people who listen to our podcast <laughs> as to why they should watch this movie i i would say the the biggest reason you should watch this movie is cuz i can't find any reason you shouldn't watch this movie ooh, ooh, uno reverse yeah <laughs> backhanded um <laughs> reverse that question um yeah. but overall the movie is like super good I mean I can't even like I loved Top Gun so I knew I was going to watch the movie when yeah. it came out I just didn't expect it to deliver like it was mm-hmm. um I was hanging on till the end yeah. it was not predictable in any way which I mean I have this very knack this this irritating knack for movies where I'll be like I think this is going to happen and yeah. it will just go ahead and happen I really had no idea what was going to happen in this movie and it like ticked all my boxes like I wanted romance had romance mm-hmm. wanted hot guys on the beach had hot guys on the beach <laughs> wanted more of a diverse representation which was there yeah. um from the last movie which was really really there um yeah. So, um so yeah I I liked it overall go give it a watch yeah um apparently six thumbs up uh, from all three of us so if you haven't watched it yet and you i guess clearly hate yourself so stop hating yourself see a therapist and watch uh, top gun maverick